We are in a biography and nonfiction series, and last week I shared a ton of mini lesson ideas to hook your kiddos and to get them engaged when it comes to biographies. I touched on using quote of the day, creating a biography quilt, creating a DIP, which is Dictionary of Important People, research project ideas, person of the day, person of the week, sequencing with timelines, and more. So if you're in need of ideas or fresh activities to involve your students, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode, episode 69, on nine mini lesson ideas for biography exploration, plus some ideas for virtual or digital engagement. The week before that, I gave some tips to introducing the biography genre to your students, as well as ideas to consider when you are using biography mentor text. So today, we are going to be focusing on what key reading skills you can take a deep dive into and practice all by way of biography. There are certain skills that lend themselves beautifully to this genre, so let's get right to it. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode. I am so glad that you are here. I love connecting with each of you every single week. It truly brings me a lot of joy to chat about my favorite thing, literacy, with my favorite people, you. I would love it if you could leave a rating and a review if you haven't done so already, because this is really what's going to help spread the word and spread your experience with this particular podcast, and it's helpful to provide a glimpse of what others can expect should they start scrolling, pause, and want to see if they should check out or listen to this podcast. So I'm so appreciative of your support with leaving ratings and reviews. I'm so, so grateful of that. But let's go ahead and dive into today's content. Now, when thinking about reading skills, fiction text lends itself to certain skills, while nonfiction can support different ones. Biography is a form of nonfiction and also has its own set of reading skills that it can reinforce too. So the purpose of today's episode is strictly to reveal the reading skills that can be easily practiced by way of this genre. I'm going to walk through the reading skill and the different ways that you can incorporate it into your biography exploration, and hopefully this is going to show you that nonfiction is a great genre to expose students to, and when your standards are telling you to cover certain skills like compare and contrast or context clues or different skills like that, you can turn and use a biography instead of turning to just fiction. If you are tuning in for the first time this week, I have a biography graphic organizer set of templates that your students will love, and it is my free gift to you. You can grab the link to access those in the show notes. And although I can incorporate many reading skills into this biography genre, I am actually going to just focus on seven. And I feel like seven's still a lot, but 
I'm going to just talk about seven reading skills and try to get your mind thinking about how you can use biography to support these different skills. Feel free to take notes, but also know that you can visit the show notes for the information that you hear here, as well as replay this episode anytime on whatever platform of your choice or my website, anytime that you need a refresher or a reminder. The first skill that I want to highlight is fact and opinion. Now, biographies focus on a person's life. Events in a person's life are factual. Facts are proven to be true and real. So students can use this to focus on recalling facts from the text that are specific to the person that they're studying, and then we can talk about opinion. Now, opinions are beliefs, their thoughts, their feelings about a topic or about a person. Based on the person students are learning about, they can form different opinions about them. So biographies are great to make this distinction between fact and opinion, And you can even give your students sentence starters to get their facts and opinions generated. And you can use sentence stems like for fact. Fact examples could be, a fact I learned is, it is true that, it is proven that. And then your students are going to simply fill in the information to finish out their factual sentences or statements. Then you can have them focus on writing one or maybe two opinions. They can start with the sentence stem of, I think. I believe that, in my opinion, or I feel, and that should hopefully start generating those different feelings for them that's not necessarily factual, but something that they are gathering and they are concluding by way of an opinion based on what they learned about that person or what experiences that person went through and whatever opinion they form is what they can be able to share. So fact and opinion is one skill that works beautifully with the biography genre. The next skill that you can be able to work on is sequencing of events. So really it's to sequence, but in this case, it's going to be events of the person's life. Now, this is a great skill to practice with the biography genre because a biography tells about a person's life and it's usually written in such a way that is chronological. And so when we think about teaching students about sequence, we teach them that it's chronological. Students are going to focus on putting things in order of when they happened, first, second, third, beginning, middle, end. It's all sequential. So students are going to focus on specifically dates and order for this particular skill. Recalling events from a person's childhood, the young adulthood, and as an adult, if applicable, is going to be what they're going to focus on. Now, this is going to help students to retell information in the correct order, and it helps to practice making and understanding timelines as well. You can also use the boxes with the sequence arrows to help students and allow them the opportunity to properly sequence these events. And no matter how many you're requiring them to find, the whole idea is that they are in chronological order. This also touches on the idea of important information versus interesting information, which is another skill. A timeline should include important dates and events, and your students will love capturing that information and sequencing it and being able to share it with another friend. The third skill that I want to highlight is compare and contrast. Because students are reading about or listening to so many different people, it's a great way to practice compare and contrast. Students will have to recall facts and use text evidence when making their comparisons and when finding differences between different people. 
I find that this skill is easier to understand and execute when it's actually in reference to people. When learning about people, we can start emotionally connecting with them, we can start internalizing their feelings with our feelings, and we oftentimes can remember events about their life much easier because of that person-to-person connection. So compare and contrast is definitely a skill that you would want to pull out a nonfiction biography text for and let your students find those differences and those similarities. The fourth key skill is vocabulary, and this is by way of context clues. Now, I'm going to be honest and say, no matter what you're reading, it's always a great opportunity to pull out key vocabulary and practice context clues strategies no matter what type of genre you're reading. Context clues are so difficult and tricky for kids. It is tricky in a fictional text because they have to figure out, well, how do I get to the meaning of that word? But with nonfiction, it really presents itself and there's not a whole lot of connections they can make by way of a story. So it's really important to keep this skill in mind as this is one more opportunity where kids can be able to use their strategies and strengthen their skill. To put this into context, anytime you see a word that can be a learning opportunity for your students, make it a point to turn that into a quick learning lesson. Look for synonyms, look for antonyms, look for word parts, prefixes, suffixes, words where kids have to use the paragraph or pages in order to draw a conclusion and make an inference about what that word can mean. Again, when we have stories, we typically have pictures, and it's really easy to follow a storyline. But when we turn it into nonfiction, we have to do a lot of deep thinking. But sometimes when we can dive into nonfiction and use people by way of a biography, it can really help to make that context clues strategy a little bit more meaningful. So this is going to be a great way where you can be able to tie in some of this practice by using a biography. But again, no matter what you're reading, find opportunities to practice the skill because it's really, really tricky for kids. The fifth reading skill that I want to focus on is character traits and feelings. Now, this skill, we like to connect it to fiction because we think about the word character and that would be connected to a fictional text in most cases. But in this particular case, the character is actually going to be the real life person And real people have traits and feelings too. And I love explaining that to my students. They sometimes only feel like if it's not a character in a book that they can't think about characters as anything else. But no, people can definitely be characters and we definitely have traits and we definitely have feelings. So that's the first level of teaching that you can do with your students. But this is a great skill to practice when it comes to biographies because kids will truly understand that based on someone's actions, we can define the traits to describe that person. And due to the events and experiences that they encounter, they are going to undergo different feelings. So it's just a great connection piece to make with the character traits and feelings when you can connect it to real people. And sometimes they can even think about their own selves. And that's a really cool connection too. Now, this is an easy skill to incorporate into your biography reading and When you're doing this, ensure that kids are sharing how they know when supporting the trait and or when supporting the feeling with the text evidence and support. So if they tell you that this person is really, really strong or this person is really brave or this person's really innovative, ask them how do they know? 
From that, they should be able to immediately pull from the text and give you examples. Well, that person, it said that they carried 11 pounds of bricks and they had to walk eight miles to get there. You have to be strong to do that. Or maybe that person stood up to all of those people and they were the only person back there. You have to be strong. Or maybe that person worked all night and all day for so many years and finally thought of that experiment. So when they can pull from what actually happened in the person's life, they can then support someone being strong or brave or innovative. And that's the kind of thinking that we want to get them to do. So definitely accept the traits and the feelings that your students come up with, but don't stop there. Have them explain how they know and give you some more using text evidence. The sixth key reading skill that I want to share that is really great when it comes to biography is summary, summarizing. Biographies have a clear beginning, middle, and end. They oftentimes start at childhood and will end at adulthood, although some biographies just highlight the years before, during, and right after that incredible achievement. So I can't loop them all in to say that they have the same structure, but for the most part, they will talk about the childhood and it's going to end at the adulthood or as old as that person is. Now, summary lends itself well to pulling the important details from the beginning, pulling some details from the middle, and pulling some details from the end. And when you've pulled all those details and put it together, it actually creates a pretty strong summary. So this skill is also going to help so much with test preparation. I know testing season's around the corner and test prep is among us. And I know from personal experience that summary questions in regard to nonfiction always stumped my students. So being able to practice the skill in a meaningful way can very well strengthen their confidence and understanding when it pops up on a test. So for this, you can have kids fold a piece of paper into three parts, write on three sticky notes, give them three index cards, however you want to give them something in threes, and you're going to have them generate these key events and turn those events into sentences and create a detailed summary. You can also take that timeline of life events that you made from above when you were talking about sequencing. You can take those events and also turn that into sentences and make a detailed summary. Now, yes, you might miss some key details, but for the most part, it's going to highlight the beginning, middle, end, and those really important parts of that person's life that got them from childhood to whatever achievement that they are known for, which is why they have a book read about them. And it's going to help with this whole idea of summary. So I want to offer you that summary is really, really important. It's important for fiction. It's important for nonfiction. But another great way to practice the skill is by using a biography. The last key reading skill that I want to talk about is making connections. Now, this is one of the easiest skills to merge when you're thinking about the biography genre. And instead of just focusing on text to self or person to self, you can begin diving into text-to-text, or in this case, person-to-person, or text-to-world, which could easily be person-to-world. Deep discussions can happen when thinking about those other two connections that really don't get that much attention and love, so use your biographies to get students thinking about the connections they can make across texts between people and to the world when thinking about how the world's been impacted because of the people within it. As you can see, reading skills are able to be practiced when combined with the biography genre. And to recap, the seven reading skills 
that can easily be supported with this genre are fact and opinion, sequence, compare and contrast, context clues, character traits and feelings, or in this case, no character, just the people, traits and feelings, summary, and making connections. Keep these skills in mind when you are pulling your text to read to students or when you have students reading to themselves. Identify which skill or couple of skills support that text best and spiral those skills into your students' tasks. Thank you for tuning in today. If you are gaining some helpful information so far, then I want to let you in on a little secret. Next week, I have a special guest coming on to the show who is an expert in not only reading, but with nonfiction tips and strategies. I cannot wait for you to hear from my special guest next Monday, so make sure that you are following along so you won't miss out on this episode. If you have any questions about biographies or teaching nonfiction to your students, do not hesitate to reach out to me. My special guest and I will be back next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.